Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, well, we're going to take a look into the Word of God. We're going to walk uh, right down through here, and I ask you to join me. And um, uh, appreciate and honor all of our uh, listeners on today our seniors, our brothers and sisters, uh, our team and staff that we have working with us, and just all the all the saints of the Most High God, uh, family and friends. Well, let me give you the scriptures that we're going to go over today. I have four of them. In case I don't get through all four of them, then you have them and you can go over it in your study time. Uh, let, first, let me give you uh, St. Matthew's. St. Matthew's is sixth chapter, verse 19 through verse 34. That's St. Matthew 6, 19 through verse 34. Then we'll take a look at uh, an Old Testament scripture uh, from the book of Psalms. Psalms 37, verse 1 through 7. That's Psalms 37, 1 through verse 7. And then we'll take a look, we'll skip down to verse 25 in that same, in that same particular book. And the last one will be uh, Philippians, Philippians 4, chapter, uh, verse number 19. That's Philippians 4 and verse number 19. I hope you got that. Uh, if we don't get through all of it, you can you can go over in your study time, and I'm sure the Lord will reveal to you, amen, uh, all that he wants you to know. Well, let's just take a look, brothers and sisters, in the book of St. Matthews. I'm so glad to be with you again on this day. Uh, that the Lord has made. St. Matthew, the uh, uh, sixth chapter, verse number 19. Uh, when I when I studied this particular book right here, St. Matthew's, uh, the uh, uh, sixth chapter, uh, not the entire sixth chapter, but the entire sixth chapter is good, but from verse 19 through verse number 34, when I studied this particular, this particular part of the chapter, what I found out, the Lord was teaching his disciples about uh, do not worry. Do not worry. Don't worry about uh, things in this life. There's other things that we can be concerned with or we need to be engaging in more so than worrying about some of these things. And verse 19 through 34, it, it deals with a lot of the basic needs. And I, I took a look at what are some of the basic needs uh, for human uh, uh, in this world today, and uh, the traditional uh, basic needs were, which I was taught the traditional basic need were uh, four or five or something like that nature, which consists of uh, one of the basic needs, of course, would be food, the other basic needs would be water, and the other basic need would be clothing and shelter. Well, of course, since, since this uh, traditional uh, list of basic needs the four uh, has came out there's other basic needs that, uh, that goes along with these but we won't get into uh, that to add to this list which might which would be one of the basic needs which would be love of course we need love one of the other basic needs will go there will be uh, health care everybody needs health care okay and then another basic need is of course our relationship 
Okay, but I'm going to deal with just, in this particular book, the Lord is just dealing with the four basic needs, uh, food, water, clothing, and shelter. We'll look at it, take a look at it, and you'll see what we're talking about as we get down into it. And I want to I use as a subject today, uh, do not worry, do not worry, because God has taken care of business. And when I was reading this particular uh, chapter, 19 verse through uh, 34, it brought me back to uh, an incident that happened with me in my lifetime dealing with uh, my mom. Uh, before I got married and moved out, of course, I helped mom a lot around the house with the bills, okay? And uh, long story short, just be a little transparent, and we're going to get right down into our word on the day. Uh, I helped mom out around the house as much as I could. As much as uh, she asked me to, anyway, I did everything she asked me pretty much. But anyway, a long story short, uh, prior to getting married and moved out, Mom went to a furniture store, very name, very known furniture store uh, in the city of Memphis here, and she got a house full of furniture: front room, living room, uh, bedroom, kitchen. She just got the whole works. Anyway, long story short. But and, and she asked me. She said, "Well, uh, Thomas, could you could you pay this bill for me?" Well, you know, Mom's on fixed income, and I said, "Sure, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of business." So Mom gave that particular bill to me, and I took care of it. I paid that bill out. Okay, I, I was moved out, had my own family. But thank God for a wife who didn't mind me helping my mom. So I, I took care of that business. I paid it out. And after I paid it off, I, many times I went, I made payments. Uh, I wrote checks. Many times I went, I made payments in person. And of course, the people know that I wasn't, I wasn't who who was signed up on the uh, the contract was. And uh, but I made those payments. Anyway, uh, the day came one day that mom, they called my mom and told us that she was behind on her payments, and when she was going to uh, catch us up and make everything good. And my mom uh, told the people, she said, well, my son taking care of this. I know he took care of this. And they said, oh, no, Miss Johnson, you are behind and, and you know, da-da, da-da, da-da. But anyway, she couldn't believe or uh, didn't believe a word they said because she believed that her son took care of business. Well, well, she had to prove it. She just couldn't give them word of mouth uh, that that business was taken care of. So she called one day. She matter of fact, she came by my job. And boss came and got me and told me, your mom is outside and she wants to talk with you. I got out there and mom was saying, uh, Thomas, the people called and they said, you didn't pay that bill. And uh, did you pay that bill? And uh, I said, mom, I took care of it. And I gave her the receipts. And she got those receipts and went back. And, and, and knowing my, those of you that know my mom, she had a field day on those people because uh, they were accusing her of not paying the bill. And I know I paid it, and I had my receipt. I paid it out. And she let those people know that I know my son took care of business. So today's lesson, I want to talk to you just a little bit about what Jesus was talking with his disciples. And I want to use as a topic today, do not worry because God has Take them care of business. Let's get into the word today, okay? Looking at verse number 19, the word of the Lord said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures.
treasures on earth where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Now, here what Jesus was telling his disciples about where they should really uh, put their, uh, uh, their, their treasures, you know, their investments. People have investments here on earth. We understand that. But this is a, a, a spiritual uh, a saying, and God is saying, well, don't lay up all your treasures on earth where malls and rust and all the kind of stuff steal, break through and steal. But verse number 20, he said, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. In verse 21, he said, for where your treasures is, there will your heart be also. Well, what the Lord was letting the disciples know that people was putting uh, their priorities in the wrong place. They didn't have the priorities straight. It's okay to save for a rainy day or have a rainy day farm, but Jesus is teaching his disciples not to worry about these things that you're going to have to deal with in life where you put all your confidence and all your trust in what you have accumulated here up on earth. He said, don't lay up treasures on earth where these malls and thieves break through and corrupt and steal. But he said, but because where your treasures is, there will your heart be also. Jesus knows that there are a lot of people in this world are trusting in their wealth. Their wealth is their God. They rely on it. They think that if they have a lot of money that they can, uh, like the rich man said, uh, relax and take it and be easy. Called. Eat, drink, and be merry because I got Lots of money stored up. Well, and this is what people are doing. They're storing up on earth, but they're not stored up in heaven. So we got to make sure that we get our priorities straight. Jesus told him, he said, for where your treasure is, your heart is going to be there also. Well, if all of your treasure is in your money and in your finance, if, if, if this is where your hope and trust is, then that's where your heart will be. The word of the Lord said, the rich, rich man's uh, wealth is his defense. And they, they look at that, they realize that they got a lot laid up so nothing can touch them. Oh, brothers and sisters, let's not be fooled. Uh, your money cannot do everything for you. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We don't want to trust in our money. We don't want to trust in our wealth. We don't want to trust in the earthly and material thing because where our treasures are, there our heart will be also. I don't want to uh, be worried about my money more so than worried about the things of God, worried about my car more than the things of God. People buy nice cars, and, and, and I've seen people get into accidents, and, oh, man, they just act all up if somebody bumped their car, hit their car. They'll have a they, – they just create a, a – a bad environment, hostile environment. Many of them I've seen people fight because, man, you hit my car. Well, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Yeah, but you hit my car. And we all know that that's what insurance is for. But but people won't even accept that because they feel like, well, the car won't be the same anymore. This man got his trust and confidence and everything built up in his his, these material things, his car, his houses, and God, the Lord Jesus Christ, do not want to get wrapped up in these material things. 
okay? We he wants to get wrapped up and tied up in the things of God, in the heavenly things. So he said, for where your treasure is, the Lord knows that where your heart going to be also. And so the Lord wants to make sure that our heart is in heaven. Our mind is in heaven, and we're thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thinking about the God theme. Verse number 22 goes on to say, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore the, the eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. Verse 23, but if the eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? The Lord knows each and every one of us have to answer that question uh, individually, uh, personally for ourselves. Each and every one of us know how great that darkness uh, that lies within us. And I hope that it's not as great as it used to be. All right, verse number 24, the Lord goes on to say, uh, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammal. So what God is saying here, he's addressing the issue here where people are doing today, putting their trust in the almighty God dollar. So he said you cannot serve God and mammal. Mammal is money. Mammal is uh, valuable, valuable, excuse me, valuable possessions. The Lord do not want us to put our money, our faith in, a, in our money and in our valuables. He said you cannot serve God and mammon. To serve money is to place such a high value on it that we place our trust and faith in it. Look to it for our ultimate security and happiness. Expect it to guarantee our future and desire it more than we desire the righteousness of God. God don't want it to be that way, brothers and sisters. We don't want to put a value on money. Uh, I do not expect that money would guarantee me a wonderful, bright future. Because, look, God holds the future. God, Everything in the future belongs to God. And even if you have money, who says you will live to enjoy it? So the Lord is saying, you cannot serve God and mammon, these material things. Let's not get wrapped up in them. We need it. God knows it. God knows we need uh, uh, houses. We need food. We need clothing. We need the shelter. We need these things. God in heaven knows this. And so uh, the text here is, do not worry. The Lord do not want the disciples to worry. You need not worry, brothers and sisters, about these earthly things. But we do. Oh, yes, we do. I find myself sometimes worrying uh, about these things that are going on. We're worrying about the state that our country is in right now. We need not worry about those things. Father God has taken care of business, brothers and sisters. Let's go on just a little bit further. Verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Oh, but we do. Oh, I got to worry about, oh, how am I going to do when I get older? I, I, am I going to be able to make it? Is, is Social Security going to be enough? Am I going to be able to pay my bill? Uh, will I be able to get my medicine? Will I be able to buy food? Uh, am, the Lord said, therefore I say unto you, 
Take no thought. Don't you worry about those things for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Oh, but we worry about what we're going to wear. I don't have nothing to wear. I got to go out and I looked in that closet and I can't find anything to wear. Oh, and the closet is just full of clothes. Lord have mercy. And we can't find nothing to put on. What we're saying is we can't find anything in there new that we just bought to put on. But there's something in there that you can look just fabulous, fabulous in. For uh, what you shall put on or uh, what you shall wear, uh, but the Lord said, what shall you put on? Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? We, we put too much emphasis on these material things, and we need to put more emphasis on life and on, on the God thing. We, we, we're looking at these earthly things. And so God said, it's, it's, not, it's not, here it is right here, it's not life more than me. You know, and, and, and I know I, I get teased sometimes uh, by my wife a lot because uh, the first thing I want to know when I get off work uh, when I call home and let them know I'm on the way, the first thing to come out of my mouth is uh, uh, what we're going to eat. And I know some of you probably do the same thing. What you cooking? What we're going to eat this evening? Uh, but we, 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 I wasn't, I'm not worried about what we're going to eat. I know we're going to eat something. I, I just, I'm just curious about what today's dinner is going to be. So the Lord said, is not life more than meat? And the body, then Raymond, is not like more than the clothes that we're going to have to wear, uh, the new outfit, the new dress, the new suit, the new shoes, the new hat. Isn't life more important than those things that we put on our body? Yes, it is. Life is more important than that. We should thank God that we just, it's just a blessing, brothers and sisters, to be alive. It's just a blessing to be in the land of the living. When we woke up this morning, I know each and every one of you said, Lord, thank you for another day. So what I'm saying, just to be alive is more, more important than the shoes that I'm going to wear today. Being alive is more important than the hat that I'm going to put on when I go outside. It's just a blessing to be in the land of the living. So the Lord is saying, don't worry about these things. God wants you to know that he has taken care of business. Those things that we need in life, you'll see it if we get fall into the mission. You'll see God has taken care and provided for us all those things that we need. So we need not worry. Let's go just a little bit further into the scripture. Let's know what the Lord said, verse 27. Uh, he said, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a statue? In other words, by taking thought about doing whatever you're doing can add one cubit to your statue. Uh, we can work out all we want to, we can, we can, we can die all we want to, but who's to say after working out and died, that's going to extend our life? Can we say that for sure? We don't know when the Lord going to call our name. We don't know when that bell going to ring, but, but, but I'm not saying that it's not good to do these things. These things does not guarantee longevity. These things just guarantee that you'll feel that you'll feel good each and every day that the Lord allow you to live, and that's what we're looking at. But He said, uh, uh, "Which of you, by taking thoughts, can add one cubit unto his statue?" Look at verse number twenty-eight. And why take ye thought for raiment? Why are you worried about what are you going to wear? What are you going to put on? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They tore not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon 
in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. When you think about the lilies of the field, how beautiful it is to look out across the field and see those beautiful flowers, those lilies, I mean, it's a sight to see. And the Lord said, even Solomon, Solomon was a well-dressed man. He was a well-groomed individual. The king was. But God said that, he said Solomon wasn't adorned. He was not arrayed like the lily of the field. So he said, don't worry about these things. But look at verse 30, 30 says. He said, wherefore, if God has so closed the grass of the field, brothers and sisters, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not so much close you, O ye little faith? So the Lord is saying to us on today, God closed the, the grass of the field, the lilies and all the flowers and all of that. God made them. God caused them to grow. He sent the rain. He sent the sunshine. Everything that it takes to develop those, those plants and flowers, to make them bloom and look the way they look. God did that. They didn't just do it on their own. So the Lord said, if he closed those uh, 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 valley, the, the lilies of the field, he just shall not. He much more clothes you of ye of little faith. So you of little faith, why are we concerned about some of the things that we are concerned about? Wherefore, the God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothes you? And the answer is yes. God has taken care of business. God did that for us, brothers and sisters, and we should thank our Heavenly Father for that. Thank you, Daddy God, for that. God has taken care of being all ye of little faith. We are putting a, a lot of worry where we're stressing where we shouldn't be stressing. So God has taken care of business. Now, verse 31, check this out. The Lord said, therefore, take no thought saying what we shall eat or what we shall drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed. You see verse 31 said, Take no thought for what we shall eat. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, what we shall drink. Don't worry about it. And wherewithal shall we be clothed. Don't worry about what you're going to put on because our Heavenly Father has provided those things for us. So we need not worry. God has taken care of business. Now check this out, verse 32. Verse 32 said, For after, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. The Lord is saying the Gentile, they were non-Jewish, Protestant, non-Jewish people. If you wasn't a Jew, you considered a Gentile. And so the Lord said these are the things that the Gentile, when he referred to the Gentile, he referred to the people of the world, the heathen, the people that don't know God, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the things that they are worried about. See what he said? For after all these things do the Gentiles see. The Gentiles are worried about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, what they're going to put on, how, what they're going to do tomorrow, worrying about tomorrow. These are the things that the worldly people are concerned about. But the people of God can rest assured knowing that Father God has taken care of business. A lot of the things, brothers and sisters, that you and I need, look, they've already, they already been provided. God has already looked down the telescope of time, and when the time is come, when the, when the time is right, whatever it is you need, it will be provided for. It's like a trust fund. A trust fund. 
your father or someone or a mother or parents or someone who left their left their fortune to their family. It's like a trust fund. It's already been provided for. Oh, but you can't get the money until the time is right. So what I'm saying here, what God is saying right here, all these things do the Gentile seek. For your heavenly father, there it is, for your heavenly father knoweth that you need all these things. So if there's nothing in life that you need right now that God don't know that he's not aware, that he's not conscious that you need these things. So why are we worried? Why do we worry about these things uh, that we don't have? He said right here in Scripture, for your heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, heavenly Father, know that you need these things. So wherever your needs are today, brother and sister, I want you to know that God know it. God looking right at the need, whether it's a financial need, whether it's a, 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 a spiritual need. God know it. He already, he already got it set up. And when the time is right, you're going to walk in and you will receive everything that you need at that time. We have to trust the Lord and not in our wealth, not in our, the material thing, but put our faith, our hope, and trust in Almighty God. He said, for your what? Your heavenly father know that you have need of these things. Well, the car broke down. The guy get it fixed. God know it. God already seen it. Way down the road, through the telescope of time, God seen that the car was going to break down, and you're going to need a couple of hundred dollars to get it fixed. God already know it. He already seen it. And God has made provision for you to get that money, to get that car repaired. God already made provision for you to pay the rent. You already made provision for you to buy the grocery already. Everything already provided for. What we got to do is walk in faith. Each and every day, brothers and sisters, let's walk in faith. Let's trust Almighty God, knowing that Father God has taken care of business. For our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father, knoweth that you need all these things. But here, here is the thing that Almighty God wants to be concerned about. Verse number 33. Here's what he wants to be concerned about. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. This is what the Lord is teaching the, the church that we need to be concerned about and the thing that we're getting away from. He said, but, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's one thing. And his righteousness, that's the second thing. So there are only two things in life that we need to be most concerned about. The kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. The kingdom of God is the work of God through healing, the casting out devil, the, the infilling of the being filled with the spirit of God. Uh, you, those are the things that we need to be concerned about, that God's presence be in our life to save sinners and to cast out demons, to heal the sick, and the name of our God be magnified. So he said, we need to first seek the kingdom of God. Seek the God things, the things that be of God. If you would do this, brother, this is our guaranteed package. This is our, this is the provision that God has set up for every Christian, every believer. If we would do two things in life, seek the things of God, seek the righteousness of God, then God said, listen to what he said, but if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all two things, 
All these things shall be added unto you. So when I read the text, when I look at the text, when I study, I can just give God the glory and give God the praise, saying that all these things are provided for me. Whatever my needs are, God will supply them. So they're already provided for. Father God has made provision. He has taken care of business. The only thing I need to be concerned about is the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God, and all of my needs will be met. Now, that's very simple. That's very simple. So I'm not worried about what the world is doing. Of course, we're in a crisis. Of course, we've got a problem here, but I'm not going to worry about it. God told me to seek the kingdom of God. God told me to seek righteousness, and all these other things going to be, all the other things that I need in life will be added unto me. In verse number 34, he said, Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow. For, to, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficiency unto the day is the evil thereof. So worrying about tomorrow and the next day and the next day, that's a terrible thing. That's not good. That's the evil of, that's, that's, that's the evil thereof. So the Lord do not want us to be concerned uh, so much about those things, but trust God that he will provide those things for us. So I want you to understand one thing, that whatever it is you need, and I know you have a need, I have a need, we all have needs in life. God knows the basic need. He knows beyond the basic need. And brothers and sisters, whatever your need is today, I want you to trust God, believe in God. Don't worry about, well, I don't have enough money. Well, we, we never do. So don't worry about that. We have to trust Almighty God because if you don't have the money, if you don't have the wherewithal, if we trust God and believe God, God got somebody somewhere that got just what you need. So we have to trust him for that. I remember there was a time in the Bible where the apostles, you know, they all had to pay their taxes. Uh, to Caesar, and Jesus, the Lord wasn't worried about money. Of course, they had the money back, and Julius was a treasurer, and Judas, Judas kept the money. And not only did he keep the money, Judas stole the money. But, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at is this right here. The Lord had to pay his taxes. Jesus had to pay taxes to Caesar. Uh, John and all the rest of them, and James and Peter, they all had to pay taxes. And they asked the Lord one day, the Lord, uh, we have to pay taxes we have to pay our taxes. And the Lord told Peter, he told the apostle, he said, go down to the river, get your fishing hook and a pole, go down to the river and cast your reel, uh, rod into the water. And the first fish that you catch and come up, look at his mouth, there is a piece of money, get it out, go pay your taxes and pay mine too. So the Lord ain't really worried about a whole lot of stuff storing up. He know that God is able to make a way. Now, that, that wasn't some miraculous working right there to tell somebody to go out and catch a fish and look in his mouth and there's a piece of money. But what I'm trying to say to you, you don't need to worry about these things in life. If you don't have it, you just need to learn to trust God because God has some people somewhere that got more than they need and willing to share with their brothers and sisters. So don't worry about these things. Trust God. Live right, love God, and God will meet our needs. But he said, but what he said right here, he said, take no thought 
uh, for the model, for the model shall take thought of itself. But what we need to do is seek first, there it is, the kingdom of God, the things of God. Get into God, brothers and sisters. Get into God and let God get into you. Get into God. Seek the kingdom of God and God's righteousness in all these things. Whatever your needs are, they'll be met. Just trust God. Believe me, somebody walking around just want to be a blessing to you right now. Somebody out there want to bless somebody. And, and God will lay it on their heart. Who's to say that, that you won't be the one if you're in that need today? But we, what so God is saying here, he said, don't worry about these things because Father God has taken care of this. I know, I think God, God had met my needs down through the year. There have been times I didn't have my, what I needed. I didn't have the money. I didn't have this. I remember when we were remodeling the church. Church didn't have no money. I didn't have no money, and, but I trust God. And I was down there working with what I had, and lo and behold, here a man came all the way from Kenny, Missouri, to see what I heard I was doing something, all the way from Kenny, Missouri, to see what I was doing. And when he came by, looked around to see what I was doing, he went in his pocket and pulled out some money, and I mean, I'm talking about something you can work with. And, all, and he, he, he blessed me that day. So sometimes what we need to do is really look to God. Don't worry about it. You just get busy. Get busy. Don't worry about it. Well, I ain't no food in the kitchen. Well, just go in there and start cleaning the kitchen up and believe God. Who knows? Somebody might just bring dinner over or take you out to them. But God wants to learn to trust him and not these material things. These things are not the way. He don't want us to get wrapped up in them. I'm saying it's okay to have material possession. God knows we need some of these things, but I'm not going to put my faith, my hope, my confidence in nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. All right? Go with me just a little bit further. Look at the book of Psalms. Psalms, the uh, 37th chapter. See what, see what David had to say about that. He said something about the same thing, that God took care of business. Look at Psalms 37, verse 1. He said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't worry about that. Fret not. Don't, don't be worried about all upset, been out of shape, uh, can't sleep at night. He said, fret not thyself because of evildoers and all they are plentiful. Neither be thou envious don't, oh, uh, uh, against the workers of a nigga. Don't, don't be envious. Don't be jealous of nobody. Don't be jealous of what somebody else got or what, what man across the street has and laid it down the road. Don't be jealous of nobody because the same God that gave it to them, he'll give it to you. All you got to do is trust him. I don't have to uh, uh, envy your curtains. I don't have to envy your car. I don't have to envy your house or whatever you might have. I, I, I thank God for you. Oh, yes, I do. And you don't have to envy me because the same God that blessed me, brother and sister, he'll bless you. The same God that bless brother Jones will bless you also. What you need to do is just trust him and don't worry about these things. Put your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ and nothing less. He's a fret not thyself because of evil doers. There it is. Neither be thy envious. Don't envy anybody. I had a man come up to me one day and I was out. Uh, matter of fact, I was doing some street ministry. I was preaching on the corner. I had my microphones and everything, and we were doing some street ministry. And a man came up to me, and he said, Brother, I envy you. I didn't quite get it at the time. He said, I envy you. Oh, what do you mean you envy me? 
I, I, I guess you take a look at my life and what I'm doing and a look at his life. It was a shipwreck, and he was saying he envied my life. Well, you don't have to envy my life, brother. You can join me. You can get what I got. Whatever I have, you can have it. God give it to all men freely. And that's what Peter and James and John said when the folks came to them looking for something. He said, silver and gold have a number. What I got, I give it to you. I got the Lord. I got Jesus Christ. And he, he's free to everybody. So you're welcome to some Jesus. And so I, I invite everybody. So whatever you have, uh, you don't have to be envious of nobody and what they have. God will give freely to us all if we would just trust him. Just trust him and believe him. Uh, and he would do just what he said. So this man said he envied me. But I, I want to encourage him. You don't have to envy me, brother. Join me. Get with me. And the same thing that I have, you can have it. The God that I have, you can have him. The God that blessed me will bless you. The one that prospered me will prosper you. You don't have to envy anybody. Trust not. Trust not in our material thing, but let's trust in God. Neither be thou envy against the workers of iniquity. Verse 2 says, For they shall soon be, or it ain't going to be long, they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. So what David is saying here, that the material things, the material thing, it teaches us that the ungodly, excuse me, <coughs> the ungodly will eventually be cast down, and lose all that they have acquired on earth. This is going to come to pass that one day all the material things that the ungodly people have acquired here on earth, they will all lose it. They will lose it one day, and God will bless his people. All right, listen to what he said. They should soon be cut down as the green grass and wither as the green earth. Verse 3 said, trust in the Lord and do good. There it is right there. Trust in the Lord, brothers and sisters, and do the right thing. Somebody said, do the right thing. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. That's why I thank God today. I'm not worried about a meal nowhere. I, trust in God and, and, and do good, and, and the meal will be provided for. This is what the Lord said in the Word. Trust in the Lord and do good. Do the right thing. So shall I dwell. You will dwell in this land, in this country. And God said, verily, that means truly, 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 thou shalt be fed. God going to see to it that your next meal come when you get ready for it. Truly thou shalt be fed. Verse number four said, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. There it is right there, brother. We need not to be worried about these things because Father God has taken care of business. But he told us to delight ourselves in the Lord. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? We delight ourselves in the Lord by being, it's a joy and a pleasure, a pleasure to be in the presence of God. I love God. I love being in the presence of God. Have you ever heard anybody say and gave you an invitation to something and you came, you, you honored the invitation, and they told you, I'm glad you was able to come. And you reply, it was a delight to be here. 
I'm delighted to be here. It was my pleasure to be here. And so this is what God wants to do to him. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. It's a delight to be in the presence of God. I don't mind being in the presence of God. I love the presence of God. I want to be in the presence of God. Blessings are in the presence of God. Healing is in the presence of God. Deliverance is in the presence of God. A blessing. I mean, whatever you need, if you're in the presence of God, when God gets ready to pour it out, you will be right there. So he said, delight thyself also in the Lord. Lord, I'm delighted to be here on today. And he shall give you the, the desires of your heart. First number five said, commit thy way also unto him. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way. I'm not worried about the man down the street looking like he got it going on. I know he's selling drugs, and that's how he's getting his money, and look like he's doing good. And I, But I'm not intimidated by that, because I know that one day it's going to come to us. A screeching halt. Fret not thyself because of him who prosper in the way, because of the man who bring a wicked device to the path. No, God wants to trust him. Let's trust Almighty God. Amen. So the Lord is saying to us on today that one day the wicked, all that they, they will be brought down, and all that they have acquired, they will lose it because they got it the wrong way. But we're going to trust in Almighty God. But listen to what is the word of the Lord said. In verse number 25, skip down to verse number 25. Hear what David saying here. He said, I have been young, and now I am old, and have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. Listen, God has already provided for us. All we got to do is just trust him. Business have been taken care of, brothers, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to walk in the Word. I'm going to live the Word. I'm, I'm going to be in the Word. I'm going to talk the Word. I'm going to trust the Word. I encourage you to do the same. Verse 25 said, I've been young. This is what David said. I was once young, and now I'm old. And he said, I've never seen the rights. I've never seen God's people go without. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying, if you trust God like this Bible says, if you put your trust hope and confidence in this world right here, like God says, your needs will be met. God will provide for you. God will send somebody your way that got a blessing just for you. Somebody got just what you need today. Just on yesterday, I was at a man's house doing some work, and uh, I, I need to do some things down at the church. I know the, the rain uh, and the wind had blew some shingles off the church building as I went by the other day to look around. Had blew some shingles off the building. And I said, Lord, I got to go buy a bundle of shingles to get up there and replace the one that had blown off. And as I was doing some work for this particular gentleman, I looked and he saw had a bundle of shingles laying down on the ground that were left over from after they had done some work on his house. And lo and behold, the shingles were the same color of shingles that's on our church. And this man said, can you do something with these shingles? I said, sure, thank you. I, I'll take care of it for you. So I loaded it up on my truck and brought it on home so that I don't have to buy a bundle of shingles to go up there and make those 
change out the one that the wind had blown on. Listen, somebody got just what you need. You just need to trust God, put your faith and hope and confidence in God Almighty, and I'm telling you, your needs will be met. But you be patient. Be patient and wait on him. Listen to what he said. I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. That's your children. Because of the life that you live, the blessings of God will flow on you, and not only you, but the blessings of God will flow flow into your children's life. They will be blessed because you walked up right before God. Amen, somebody. So he said, I've never seen a righteous forsaken, nor their seed, or your children. They're going to be just fine. Sometimes we worry about our children. Lord, I don't know if this one's going to make it right here. I know about the oldest one, but I don't know about this young one. Is they going to make it? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Listen, God said, I've I, I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed. You just teach them the right thing. Teach them a work ethic, a work life to go to work. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed and bread. God going to take care of you, and God going to take care of your children. My last scripture, brothers and sisters, and we're going to get out of the way here. Look at what he said in the book of Philippians. Philippians, the fourth chapter, and verse number 19. Very familiar, very familiar passage of scripture, one that I love. Do not worry, brothers and sisters, because God has taken care of business. My mom trusted me that I was going to do as I said, not miss a payment, but pay completely out like I told her I would do. She believed that. And when she confronted those people, I know my son paid this bill. She knew that. She trusted me that I would do that, and I did that. And she had no fear, no worry, no concern. She just needed to receive. So what I'm saying to you today here, brother and sister, Father God has taken care of business. You don't have to worry about it. We got the receipt right here in front of us. I'm looking at it. It's written in the book in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number 19. Here it is right here. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There it is. That's the receipt. You can hold a receipt. It's right, it's right there in the word of God. Believe God that God's going to do just what he said. Father God has taken care of business. What are you worried about? Now tell me what are you worried about? God took care of business. And you know God's going to take care of more business than I did. God, he never failed. He'll never let you down. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you today to trust your God. I want you to step out on faith like never before. Believe in your God for the thing that you need in life. God got you. I believe with all my heart that God got me. Wherever I go, God got me. Wherever you go, wherever you're experiencing, God got you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about retirement. Don't worry about whatever it is. Don't worry. Don't worry. God got you. It's going to work out. Things are going to work out. Why? Because you are a child of the Most High God. God bless you. I hope I said something to encourage you on this. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.